0: it is by grace we are healed are you listening to me? And humble himself it is by grace. your greatest it's test grace. in life child of God is humility and come to his way. humility and is what is standing between you and permission We're glad that you joined us again today. We trust that we'll have an incredible time in the Word of God today. Hebrews chapter number 2, verse 11. For both he that sanctifies and they that are sanctified are all one, for which cause he's not ashamed to call them brethren. You may be ashamed to call me a brother. He's not just as I am praise the Lord because he knows me much more than you know me and in spite of all of the things that he knows about me including the stuff that you know and that that you don't know he's not ashamed to call me brethren and the scriptures declare that we are all one tell somebody we are one now Luke chapter 10 verse 19 behold I give you the authority To trample on serpents and scorpions. When the Bible says serpents and scorpions, it is an idiom for things, situations, people, news, whatever, in life that come to try to harm you. You know what serpents do and scorpions do. So when he says that, he, he means it as an idiom for anything that fashions itself and proposes in its agenda to bring you pain. So Jesus begins to speak to you and I. He says, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. One of the things that puzzles me in the body of Christ is the senselessness of some of the arguments that we have. In fact, the Bible warns us not to partake of such arguments. The Bible calls that old wives' myths and fables, that people who are not wise get involved in it. Those of us who are wise and are serious about the things of God, we ought to refrain ourselves from such uh, arguments that are meaningless and purposeless and they are not edifying in any way. People argue about the translations of the Bible and they allege that the King James is the only original translation. In fact, there are some today that are on a mission to preserve the King James Bible because they allege that the King James Bible is the only true translation, is the only real translation and every other translation is heretic. Now, if you think with me for a minute, sometimes all we need to do is think because the original Bible was not written in the King James language. Much of the New Testament was written in Greek. Much of the Old Testament was written in Hebrews. And those of us that speak more than one language, that we speak two languages or more, You know that sometimes it is difficult to translate some things When you're you're translating from one language to another You could miss out on some meanings unless you go to the original translation So if we want to preserve the original translation of the Bible We cannot go to the King James We must go to Greek Say amen somebody now, the King James is the way it is because that's how people spoke at that time. The linguistic specialists would tell you that every hundred years, there is a major change in the English language. Okay, they said that thou art thee. Nobody speaks like that today. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The King James language at that time was the contemporary language. You understand what I'm saying? So, in this day, the newer translations many times gives us a, a, a picture of more of how we speak. But even then, to really understand what scriptures are saying, we have to go back to the Greek because it is the Greek that gives us the original declaration and expression of the, of the true intent of scripture. Are you following me this morning? Now the Greek language is a very powerful language. God is very smart. That's why he wrote his word in Greek. Greek has a strong sense of expression. It is much more powerful than the English language. Praise the Lord. One word in the English language, love. There are four different words in it in the Greek. Agape, filio, storge, eros. Four different words in it because of the power of expression in the Greek. And so many times, I am a proponent of us going back to the Greek to read the Word of God so that we can discover the meanings of some truths and precepts and concepts that are being brought to us by the Holy Spirit that may have been lost at the time of biblical translation. Are you following me this morning? Now, one of those times is this scriptures that I want to read to you. I want us to look at it together. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Thank you jesus tell somebody this one has your name on it hallelujah let me start from verse 15. therefore i also after i heard of your faith in lord jesus and love unto all all the saints cease not to give thanks for you i'm reading from the king james ephesians 1 verse 16 now cease not to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Verse 18. That the eyes of your understanding, one translation says the eyes of your heart. Please note that even though you have eyes externally, you also have eyes internally. That your spirit man has eyes. And when he's praying this prayer, he's not talking about your external eyes. He's talking about your internal eyes. The King James translates it, the eyes of your understanding. Others translations say the eyes of your heart or the eyes of your inner man. That the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of your calling. It's not enough for you to have the calling. It is important for you to know the hope of your calling. Because what you do not know, what you have and you don't know is useless to you. Did you get me? So Paul he's praying that even though you have a great calling, he said, I'm praying that you know the hope of that calling because as long as you are disconnected from the knowledge of the hope of the calling, you having the calling does you no good. So I'm praying that you will know. Tell somebody you've got to know. You have to know that you know I'm praying for you that you may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. (laughs) He said, I want you to know that you are God's inheritance. Oftentimes, and rightfully so, we preach about our inheritance in him. Now Paul turns the table around and lets us know that not only do we have an inheritance in him, but he has an inheritance in us. That God's inheritance on the earth is you and you and you and you. No wonder Jesus said, one human soul is worth much more than this whole world. What shall he a man to gain this whole world and lose his soul? Because all God is concerned about, listen to me, child of God. All God is concerned about on the earth is you. You are his inheritance. You. <laughs> so Paul says, I'm praying that you... You will know that you are God's inheritance, God's heritage, that you mean the world to God, you mean everything to God, that you are the apple of his eyes, you are not a number, you are not an entity, you are not a second class citizen. No, you are a priest, you've been made a priest. The king to our God, you are oh, anybody who tries to touch you is touching him, and he will not sleep nor slumber to watch you come into harm. He feels what you feel, he understands what you're going through. Your pain hurts him, you are his inheritance. when you were being born God was smiling he knows you so intimately so delicately so intricately that when he made the prints on your finger he said I will never make another one like ours." you are unique to God are you listening to me? you may be a number to the United States government, you are not a number to God. Hallelujah. Verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ Jesus. When he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world but also in the world to come. If you can put verse 19, give me verse 19 through to 21 together. Verse 19 to 21 together. Okay. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us, towards you who believe? Paul is saying, I'm praying that you will understand that the the amount of power, the extent of power that is available to you as a believer is the same power that God exercised when he raised Jesus from the dead. Praise the Lord. Let's go into the Greek. Now when it says what is the exceeding, the word exceeding there, in the Greek it means surpassing. Hallelujah. And the picture of let me give you the picture. The picture is like when you have some two-year-olds; they're throwing a the ball. Some toddlers are just throwing the ball, throwing the ball, and then a my Tyson or Evan the Holyfield comes and throws the ball so as much as they could compared to what the toddlers were throwing, because every exercise of God's power before jesus rose from the dead he compares it to like those toddlers throwing the ball now we've seen great displays of power before christ was raised risen from the dead even in his earthly ministry we see him do some mighty things he raised the dead he healed the sick he cleansed the lepers he fed five thousand men not a mention of women and children with five loaves and two fishes it is some wonderful incredible things but the Bible says all of that power grossly pales in comparison to the power that God exercised when He raised Jesus from the dead. He said, This surpassing the word greatness there is from the Greek word megados, which means magnitude. Surpassing greatness of his power, power there is dynamics. The first power translates dynamics, it means ability, it means dynamite, dynamite power. Praise the Lord. So passing greatness of his power towards us who believe, according, according, according to what according powerful word. You see it over and over again. Each other according is it's it 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 gets its meaning from music. Is from the word a chord, a chord, a chord, a chord. Musical people, I'm not a musical person. That's why I had to get a microphone and preach, because you all wanted to dance and I wanted to preach. Praise the Lord, do my thing, <laughs> Amen. And the music people will tell you, key F. And key C and key and when you are on a different key you mess up the whole chord in order for the rhythm to flow and, and and for it to make meaning to the to the ears and all that it has to be a chord it has to be a flow it means to the degree of it means I cannot be singing on F and you're playing on G for the people to appreciate and enjoy the music we have to be the same degree so he's letting you know that This is according to the working, the working that means strong operation to the working of His mighty power. This mighty power is a different power than the dunamis. This one is God's power as a function of His spiritual strength, His spiritual muscle. Are you listening to me? Are you getting what I'm saying to you this morning? That according to the working of his mighty power, which he walked in Christ. Which he wrought in Christ, walked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead. Raised him from the dead. Amen. Thank you. Raised him from the dead and sat him at his right hand in heavenly places. Praise the Lord. So he's saying, I am praying that you will come to know the surpassing magnitude of God's ability... Which was exercised by God's spiritual muscle, a strong operation of God's spiritual muscle, something that had never been seen in the entirety of creation prior, and that this power is the same degree of power that is available to you as a believer because God had never exercised and will never exercise this degree of power that God exercised at the raising of Christ from the dead let nothing be done through strife or vainglory let nothing do you know why he's telling you you should not do anything through strife strife you know arguments and conniving and I'm not going to talk to her I'm going to do silent treatment all of those crazy stuff you did in the world and you tried to bring in the house of God Because God does not only watch what you do. He also watches why you do what you do. All we can see is what you do. But God sees why you do what you do. That's why he said last days, some say we did this in your name, we did that in your name, we did the other in your name. He said get away from me, thou workers of iniquity. I knew you not, why? Because even though you did the right thing, there's nothing wrong in raising the dead in his name. There's nothing wrong in healing the sick in his name. No, 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 those are, those are right, righteous actions. But the motive is wrong. Anytime you get up there you and you did a great thing, but you got there in an unrighteous way, God strikes you out. So says it's, it's not enough for you to do the right thing. It is important that you do the right thing with the right action let nothing be done in strife or vain glory get away from always trying to promote yourself from self-aggrandizement and self-advertisement if you're not doing it for the glory of God God will not want me to receive it man may be impressed God will mm. praise the Lord we can fill this whole church and do five, six services on a Sunday morning using unrighteous ways. I know how to do that. But except the Lord build at a house, they that build the building vain. Unless we do it in the God-authored-ordained or way, God won't receive it. Are you listening to me? So I don't care if you're in the choir or in the usher and children's ministry, whatever you do in the house of the Lord. I beg you in God's name. Please take vain glory out of it. Strife. don't all this fighting and conniving and you, didn't even, you uh. Yeah, keep the Lord a better hand. He tells us why. Let me read on. But in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not at every man's on his own things, but, in, uh, uh, in only, but every man also on the things of others. Verse 5. Let this mind, this mind, this mind. Somebody say this mind. This mind. And he's taking this mind. That he's, he's talking about a way of thinking. Repent. Repent doesn't mean stop sinning, even though you need to stop sinning. <laughs> Repent means change your way of thinking. Change your mindset. Praise the Lord. Why is he telling us that? I'm not, they say round up. I'm not rounding up. I'm just telling you all. You all have been dancing and shouting. It's my time to do my thing. I will do my thing too. Thank you. Thank you, sir. (laughs) They're telling me round up. Pray for them. They're telling me to round up. Let this mind be in you because when we were in the world, we all came from the world. The mindset of the world is to get by by putting other people down. You all know people like that who go to the boss and they just talk bad about everybody else. It is a tactic of this world system. God said it may work in the world, it will not work in the kingdom. He said, when you come to the kingdom, your way of thinking needs to change. So he tells you, this way of thinking, this new mindset, this paradigm shift that you must have. Let this way of thinking be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Uh, Are you ready for this? Give me verse 6, 7, 8. Before you start telling me to round up, give me verse 6, 7, 8, 9. Okay. Who being in the form of God, it totally not robbery to be equal with God. That means. Ah oh God, it, 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 so much here. Jesus Christ. is God hello somebody he's not God the father he is God the son and he is as much God as God the father are you understanding what I'm saying don't you be confused about his substance just because he came in the womb of a virgin he did that because he chose to reduce himself. He came down. He came down. That's why it took him 4,000 years after God talked about him, in Garden of Eden. You know what he was doing? He was emptying himself of his divinity. Just emptying. Because if he had come in his glory, he would have blown up Mary's little womb. So in order for Mary's womb to contain him, who can contain God? God contains everything. He started pouring out of his glory, pouring out of his divinity, pouring out of his mind, just going down and reduced himself to the, to the lowest minimum denominator. The Bible says he humbled himself and fashioned himself as a man was wrapped in the womb of a virgin, wrapped in swaddling clothes. No wonder they couldn't find a place for him in the inn. They had to bring him out because there was no room big enough to contain the Lord of glory. <laughs> so when they brought him out, his infantile eyes looked at the stars, said, mm, I made. When he saw the money, he said, I made that too. God reduced to the body of a baby. Great is the mystery of godliness. Are you listening to me? Humble himself. Your greatest test in life, child of God, is humility. Humility is what is standing between you and promotion. Because every time you're promoted, your ego, and we all have ego. But men have ego. Women have ego too. Talk to me, sisters. Praise the Lord. Strong ego. And your ego won't you know, have to be pumping your neck. You want to see your right, 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 right. The Bible says, no, you can't, you, can't, you, can't, you can't get too far in life with that kind of thinking. You have to learn to those humble people inherit the world. I'm telling you, humility at home, humility in church, humility in your workplace, you just go down. Tell somebody go down, go down the mistake many of us make is we think that if we go down we stay down but that's not what happens if you go down god so when jesus you see because you see you see anytime you choose to bless yourself then you have to keep yourself blessed you didn't get me because The one, it is the responsibility of the one that that blesses you to keep you blessed. So if you choose to bless yourself by power and might, you will have to keep yourself blessed by power and might. And I'm telling you, power and might will eventually fail. But if you allow the Lord to bless you, that's why you can't afford to apologize for the blessings that God has put on you because you know if God got you there, God can keep you there. You can't be losing sleep just because a younger woman who is slimmer than you, prettier than you, brighter than you, is I'm your husband. You... I just thought, I just thought I should make you, I just thought I should make it real to you. But your confidence has to be in the Lord. Because you know, if God gave him to me, God can keep him for me. You can roll your eyes at him. Give him your cell door number if you wish. You can do whatever you can. But before all is said and done, he's coming to mama. He's coming home to mama. Because I'm the only one anointed to be his wife. I trust that this message has been a blessing to you. I want to just pray with you, if that's okay. I want to pray with you. If you don't know the Lord, Jesus can come into your heart with this short prayer. Just say this prayer with us. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, we receive you into our heart. We believe you are Lord. We thank you for saving us in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, I want you to call our church office. We want to know you, we want to pray for you, want to keep you in a database. We want to send you some valuable information that will continue to help and strengthen you in your journey with the Lord. Now, uh, this if this message has been a blessing to you, I want you to know you have the opportunity, as well as the spiritual responsibility, to help keep it a- Keep it coming strong on the air. Uh, if you want to be a partner, uh, you can get more information on that from our website. Or if you want to call, uh, understand that your love gifts and your prayers, and your tax deductible love gifts, help us keep coming on week after week to be a blessing so that the Word of God uh, can touch people. We believe in the vision that God has given you. We believe in your greatness. We believe in your destiny. We love you. We are in your corner and we believe that the best is yet to come. So don't give up, don't give in. Just keep trusting God. If you have any questions or any help or any prayer requests at all, do not hesitate to call us. We're here for you and we love you. And I would like to especially extend an invitation to you. If you're in the Houston area, why don't you come on and join us for an incredible time in Grace International Church. God bless you as you come. Bless you and bless you.